Hare Krishna, dear devotees of Gold Coast in Australia, who have kindly invited me to give a short talk on the glorious occasion of Sri Govardhan Puja, being invited by my godbrother, Yamalarjun Prabhu, who I don't have the good fortune to personally know, but we are eternally related at the lotus feet of Srila Prabhupada. So we'll have plenty of time in the eternal future to get to know each other and sing and dance together and take prasad together. That's a major part of Govardhan Puja, isn't it? The Anakut, the hill of grains. That's what it means. And this Govardhan Puja festival here in India, it's a very popular public festival in North India especially, and especially in Gujarat, it's the first day of the Gujarati New Year. In India, there's different parts of the country, they have different traditional calendars. So in Gujarat, it's the New Year day on that day, and it's well known as the Anakut festival because the influence of Vallabhacharya, who is one of the great Vaishnava Acharyas, his, his influence has been very strong in Gujarat. So many, many people in Gujarat are Vaishnavas, and especially the followers of Vallabhacharya, they give great importance to this festival, which they generally know as Anukut. Uh, you may know that in the Vallab Sampradaya, they especially worship the deity of Srinathji at Nathdwara, who's standing like this with his left hand held up and a little finger is there. That's for holding up Govardhan. So anytime you go to Nathdwara, or actually there are so many paintings from Nathdwara now distributed all over the world. You'll, you'll, so you'll see Srinathji, the deity is known as Srinathji, and he's standing all the time like this holding up, well, the idea is that he's holding up Govardhan Hill. So it's a very, very important festival for them. And Anukut, Ana means rice or more broadly grains or even more broadly food in general. And Kut means a hill. So Anukut means the festival of hills of food. I was fortunate enough to be allowed to join Srila Prabhupada's Glorious International Society for Krishna Consciousness in the spring of 1975. I'm not sure what you call, probably it's spring in Australia now, but it, you're upside down, down. <laughs> your, your hills of grains are hanging upside down, stalactites, stalagmites, something like that. Uh, so... The Govardhan Puja comes about six months after I joined, and a letter came to our GBC there, Hansa Dutta Prabhu, as before he had taken sannyas. He's passed away now. So a letter came to our GBC from Srila Prabhupada, and it was pinned up on the notice board in the Prasadam room at Bhaktivedanta Manor, where I had joined the, the center donated by George Harrison just outside London in England. So the letter of Srila Prabhupada, nowadays if we see a letter from Srila Prabhupada, we take it to be so precious, we wouldn't 
dream, we wouldn't dream of just sticking it up openly for everyone to see. But it's on the notice board with a, with a pin in it. And Srila Prabhupada said about celebrating Govardhan Puja, he said there should be heaps of prasadam, because that's what Anakut means, heaps of prasad. Uh, I, in my <laughs> very, very neophyte mentality, thought, well, I should eat heaps of prasada. <laughs> and at that young age, I was quite able to do so, even even more than usual. We know that Srila Prabhupada would encourage newcomers to eat until you wobble. So I was, uh, that, that was one order of Srila Prabhupada's that I was pretty good at following. <laughs> One one glorious thing, and I'm sure you can ask Yamalajuna also, he can tell you so many things, that when you've had the good fortune to be in Krishna consciousness for most of your life, and you're getting older like myself and Yamalajuna and all of Srila Prabhupada's directly initiated disciples, then you have so many memories of so many festivals. You may, you may not even remember them all because Krishna consciousness is just one festival after another. Actually, it's a festival every day, isn't it? We get up every morning, we dance and we sing early in the morning. Who does that every morning except the Hare Krishna people? We get up early morning and we're, we're, we're so much into it that we don't even take breakfast until about five or six hours until we got up in the morning. We, you couldn't imagine your average Aussie doing that, could you? <laughs> I don't know about now, but in, in England, where I was born, the idea of, of taking a, a bath every day, that was something, that was something unheard of. But we take a cold shower, and then we're, we're up and we're dancing, and then hours later we take prasad, but it's really worth waiting for because it's really good. I, I, I visit Australia two or three times in, in the 1980s. And one thing I saw then was that the Aussie people, pretty much most of them, they really liked us. And one thing they know us for, apart from us singing and dancing, was the Hare Krishna food. And the the fabulous food and then the the great restaurants they have and we've got a really good product. Srila Prabhupada gave us Krishna. <laughs> Krishna is the best product, and his food appeals to everyone unless they're a complete, total, hard baked demon, and there aren't that many of them. And <laughs> especially I saw in Australia. My memories there. People are pretty, pretty nice. Even the come in, you know, maybe beer bellies and all this kind of thing. But they're pretty, pretty nice folks, and they'll give you a fair go, right, mate? So it's a great way of preaching. Distribute lots of prasada, of course. Distribute lots of books. Do the Hari Nam in public. What a great place to do Hari Nam. I guess with all the lockdowns and everything, but you've got your Bondi Beach there. Is that is that is that on the coast? Is that Sydney or what? I can't remember. Anyways, it's the Gold Coast, right? Great place for doing Hari Nam. So many people come and they're just lounging around on the beach. The uh, that's the epitome of Australian life, isn't it? Getting out on the beach. So. 
When you become a Hare Krishna, you don't have to give up going to the beach, but you just don't lounge around in your in your bathing gear, but you chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So I only have 10 minutes, so it's coming to an end, and uh, it's Govardhan Puja. It's a great festival when all the original Govardhan Puja, Krishna, he induced his father, Nanda Baba, you stop all this demigod worship. He didn't even say to worship himself, worship Govardhan Hill. And then afterwards, there was the great deluge of rain. And then afterwards, Krishna held up Govardhan Hill and became famous as Giridhari. And it's a very favorite festival of the Vrajavasis, of the residents of Vrindavan, because they were able to be with Krishna non-stop seven days and seven nights, which otherwise they didn't have the, none of them had the opportunity to do. Not, not Yashoda, because Krishna goes out to the fields in the day, and not Radharani, she has a hard time meeting Krishna anytime, but she had the opportunity to be with Krishna for seven days and seven nights. So they were thinking, actually, this this deluge of rain sent by Indra, it's very good because we can be with Krishna non-stop and no, one, no one's even telling us that we're wrong for doing so. So it's a festival when Krishna comes together with all his devotees and we celebrate it by doing uproarious Harinam and massive prasadam distribution. Uh, in short, doing what Srila Prabhupada wanted us to do, which is chanting Hare Krishna and being happy. So chant Hare Krishna and be happy. And thank you very much. And Yamalajun Prabhu, hope to meet you sometime in this life. If not, definitely uh, we'll meet each other at Srila Prabhupada's Lotus Feet sometime in future. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hari Rama, Hari Rama, Rama Rama, Hari Hari.